SMS SAFM now on 41391. Tweet at SAFM Radio and at Patricia N. Dooley. Social Conversations. Let's welcome our guest, uh, Lekha Dyer, who's a senior psychologist at Panda. Lekha, thank you very much for joining us. Good evening. Hi, Patricia. Good evening. Thanks for having me on. So, How are you doing? Uh, I'm strong, and it's not strength that I, I I have, but it's strength that I know I gather from every superior being um, above me. And how are you? Mm-hmm. I'm good. Not too bad. Um, can't, can't complain, and um, hopefully we can have a good conversation Let's, about a not-so-easy topic. It's, it's not easy at all, Lekha. We have to be very honest as uh, individuals, as South Africans. You know, suicide at this time of the year, towards the end of the year and the beginning of the year, is always so rife. Um, mm-hmm. the reports of suicide come in, and age, race, um, gender are no, no discriminatory factors because it affects mm-hmm. all of us. So how can we prevent suicide? Is there a way to prevent suicide? Look, I think, I think ultimately the, the decision to take one's life, it, it, it's a personal choice. It's something that the responsibility of which can't really be assumed by someone else. But I do genuinely believe that there are ways to prevent suicide. And I think, I think it starts at a, at a community level around conversations that are really granular, small scale level in our classrooms, in our churches, um, at the dinner table at home. I think that, you know, aside from educating ourselves around warning signs or risk factors, at, 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 a, at a basic level, creating a safe space for loved ones to admit, hey, I've thought about harming myself, or I'm feeling hopeless today and I don't really know a solution that I can think of, and, and to not be mocked or laughed at or invalidated is how I think we can get to a point where we can prevent the amount of suicides that we're seeing. But, you know, there's something that I've noticed. A lot of people who end up committing suicide don't mm. have telltale signs. They they don't talk morbidly. They don't, you know, they, they, they are not showing signs, basically, of uh, wanting to commit suicide. So mm. how do we, who are friends, family and colleagues um, and community, surround this person uh, with the support that they require so that they are able to reach out if they are showing all smiles all day? Mm. And you're right, Patricia, you're right. And I think those are the, those are the suicides that do impact the loved ones the most because there wasn't a way to tell or or to prevent it. But I, you know, I guess that's what I mean by creating the conversations at a broader level. Perhaps might reach the people that aren't reaching out. So you know, we speak of we throw around these these words uh, toxic positivity, and it's something that I'm, I'm sure all of us have heard about and are familiar with. And Especially at the beginning of the year, like you mentioned, it it becomes a time where we are um, up and about, going to the gym, focusing on the positives. And I think that the more that we can move away from that, which often toxic positivity is it's, it's dismissing negative emotions. It comes from our own feeling of discomfort and not knowing how to tolerate these sort of difficult and negative emotions. And I feel that if we can at a at a at a larger scale uh, puts out there that sometimes people feel like taking their lives 
these are the things that we can do. This is how one might feel when they get to that point. I don't think it's possible to prevent all suicides, um, but I I do think that there's just not enough of a um, open conversation going on within our households and within our communities and especially within um, the male gender, you know, which is where we see statistically more of our suicides than female. So, you know, there isn't really a way um, to prevent it, but I think that they are they are warning signs that we can look out for. All right. Um, I'd like you to please share those warning signs. But before you do so, A-teamers, we're in conversation with Leka Daya, who's senior psychologist at Panda. We're talking about how we can uh, prevent suicide, as uh, we have heard a lot of reports of a lot of suicide happening of late. And this is mm-hmm. not something that we want to be living with. We want to be able to support each other and also get the support that we need when we are feeling this way. Call in on 011-714-2006 or WhatsApp. 0614104107 SMSs go to 41391 So uh, Leka, please give us those signs that you say they are there, we just need to look deeper I think, you know there's there's a few that are, that are obvious and like you mentioned, there's a few that are a, a bit more sort of insidious but the more obvious ones are when your loved one is or yourself is feeling hopeless, where you're feeling like you can't think of an alternate solution, when you've picked up that your friend has mentioned that they feel like a burden to their family, when you notice possibly a a rise in substance abuse, um, any sort of sudden or dramatic event, losing a job, receiving a terminal diagnosis, for example, um, high-risk factors like a history of suicide, in someone's family or poor social support, um, you know, at least about 30 to 70 percent of suicide victims suffer from major depression. And so, if, if if we could be more attuned to what those depressive symptoms look like, which a large part is hopelessness, helplessness, um, and an inability to think of uh, solutions. These can at least give us an indication that this person might not be as okay as we think they are. Mm-hmm. I hear you. I hear you. And and then what do we do when we see these signs? Do we approach them directly, and how do we speak to them? So, so the the, the South African Depression and Anxiety Group, which is probably the you know the organisation that fields the most suicide calls in our country, they they reported 23 known cases of suicide every day in South Africa. And for every person that commits suicide, they've reported that 10 have already in, uh, attempted it. But they are probably, their toll-free line is probably the first port of call that I would recommend to someone that I've picked up that could be showing signs of suicide. It's something that I think we need to move away from stigmatizing. So the first step is if you've noticed that you... Your, your loved one has shown signs of, of suicidal thoughts and not necessarily wanting to act. And what you say to that person, I've picked up that you've been a bit withdrawn. Um, you know, is there something that I can do to help you? Or can you and I think together perhaps of a few solutions that we could do to get you into a space where you're feeling a little bit better? Creating that safe space and, and, and 
um, being upfront, not shying away from the difficult conversations is, a, I think, a good place to start. And then directing that person to an organization like the South African Depression and Anxiety Group. And for people that we feel might not be um, wanting to commit suicide, but, but could be going through challenges related to adjusting to transitions in life, dealing with depression. Uh, you know, this is why we've we've created the Panda app is to to solve for where do I go to when I need to find mental health care resources and support um, from professionals. So although at Panda we're not a suicide crisis line, there's so much of groundwork that can be done before a person gets to that point. Sure. Suicide is not an easy thing. I mean, uh, we've heard young children as young as uh, uh, 13 who have committed suicide. Old men and women Mm -hmm. as old as 60, 70 committing suicide. What causes it? What causes one to say, I've had it, I'm ending it today or this is my last hour on earth? What causes that? One to get to that point? Mm. So I've it's 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 many you know different different sort of personalities or different life histories socioeconomic circumstances that could play a role in someone making that decision but i would say generally most people that decide to take their lives are either struggling with some sort of a mental illness whether it be depression whether it be bipolar disorder or they have gone through something that is a huge sudden traumatic event or, or, or shift in their lives that they feel that they cannot get control over. And something as, as traumatic as losing a job, especially for men, being unable to financially provide for your family is, is a big um, causal factor for suicide. Um, clinical depression is another indicator and, and would cause one to, to, to want to end their lives. Relationship issues. When that's combined with a personality type that is quite impulsive is uh, another reason why someone might not even think before taking their lives. When we think of, you mentioned the age group of of young people, when we think of adolescents, it's something that can almost in a way get romanticized on TV shows, in the movies, and uh, can sort of spread between that age group. So it's, you know, it's, I think it's an event that someone can go through. I think it's a personality type as well as a family history. And um, substance abuse is really another factor that could cause one to end it all because that changes our um, our neurochemistry, changes the way our brain functions. And, um, of course, doesn't allow us to make the most rational decisions. Now, when one is feeling like they can't uh, make it, they want to end it, um, and and they, they they get the help. What steps do they need to follow, in order for themselves to start viewing life differently? Yes, I've I've got the number for a helpline, or I've logged mm-hmm. on to Panda um, because I know it's an app that can help me talk about how I'm feeling. But what are the things that I can practically do to pick myself up and change my view of the world, despite the challenges I'm facing? Mm-hmm. Step one is to be honest. Step one is to be honest with the person that you have admitted or confessed your thoughts to and to recruit them into your life and to say, I'm thinking of suicide at least two to three, two to three times today. So the first, the first step is to engage yourself in some sort of social support. Isolation is a big risk factor for suicide. The second step is to get into some, some form of a 
a counseling or therapeutic process with a mental health professional, be it a psychologist, accredited counselor, social worker, someone that is qualified and fit to, to assist you and to carry you through that process until you get to a point where you're listed and able to function on your own. Those two are really important for someone that is contemplating suicide. Very important uh, steps for us to take. Uh, I'm, I'm really glad that, you know, we've got you uh, on the line because a lot of people are struggling. A lot of people are struggling with various elements of life and they, they're not able to grasp for whatever reason. So, you know, another thing that I'm, I'm, I'm very happy about is the fact that you are a senior psychologist at Panda. So perhaps tell mm-hmm. us about the sort of uh, you know, work that you do at Panda and how people who are contemplating suicide or family members of people who are contemplating suicide can be able to get help from the Panda app community. Mm -hmm. So, so like I mentioned previously, um, Patricia, so what, 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 what we're trying to do with the Panda app and we've, we've launched on the 10th of October last year, which was, Mental Health Awareness Month. And what we're trying to solve for is really, it's really three main things. And whilst we're not a crisis line or a suicide hotline, what we're trying to solve for is the fact that not just globally, but specifically within the African and South African context, that mental health is still severely stigmatized. And what we've created is a, is a community through the Panda app that we call The Forest, which runs seven days a week from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m., where anyone, any adult over the age of 18, and we will be opening up to adolescents in some time, can join a live session on various mental health topics, engage with community of like-minded individuals, share their thoughts and experiences anonymously. So we're trying to solve for the stigma in that way, and what we're trying to solve for, too, is that it's it's really costly for people to access mental health services. The majority of our population that needs those services do not have the money to afford it, and so we've tried to create a, a, a resource space and an app and a community that is affordable. Um, the sessions that I've mentioned in our forest that run seven days a week are free and will remain free. Um, people can also access chat-based therapy, so you can access a mental health professional, an accredited mental health professional, for seven 30-minute chat-based tech support sessions where you can detail to, to, to the professional that you're speaking to what it is that you're struggling with, and they can either assist you in those seven sessions or point you, point you in the right direction for further intervention if necessary. So how do people get um, in touch with the Panda app? You can find us on your iOS store if you search the words Join Panda on your iOS store as well as your Play store as well as the Huawei store. You'll be able to find us, download the app and join. And what's great is that you can join anonymously and nobody knows who you are. Try it out. Join a live session. If you would like to raise your hand and comment with your voice, feel free. If If you're comfortable to text into the session, do that. Um, and that allows you to then get a sense perhaps of what's going on in relation to the topic you might be struggling with, but also what you might need to get to a point where you're able to live a life that you are enjoying and, and to live a life that's worth living for you. Excellent. Thank you so very much, uh, Leka, for joining us. I know it was a difficult conversation, but we had it. And I'm sure someone um, who's listening right now is going to get help from this conversation. We appreciate you.
It's such a pleasure, Patricia. I really, really hope so. And, and you know, I think I'll just leave with saying if there is anyone that is listening to this conversation now and that is going through the difficulties that you and I are discussing, talk to someone. Find one person that you trust. Let them mm. know. Mm. Please also give us the number for SADC uh, for those who are listening before we let you go. Sure. It's 0800 567567. That's a 24-hour suicide line. 0800 567 567. Thank you so very much, Lekha. Have a good evening. Thanks, Patricia. Take care. Hey, teamers, it's 11 o'clock on the dot. Let's go to the news with Mudubi Mahalimela. And straight after that, it's a time for Closet Conversations. Mudubi, hola.